Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. So today we wanted to specifically talk about the power of gratitude, the benefits of gratitude. And we're gonna talk about it from a natural point of view, physical, mental, spiritual aspect here. And prayerfully that as we are become more aware of, I guess, our own posture and our own, we see ourselves here, that there might be a clue here to why some of us are feeling the way we feel. Now, I don't know if you have had the opportunity to ever like study or research the benefits of gratitude, but there are legitimate, scientific, biological, physiological benefits to adopting an attitude of gratitude. And I found it very interesting that something that calls us to be so selfless and sacrificial would actually, behind the scenes, be a benefit to us, even in our physical bodies. So if gratitude has physical benefits to us, then the reverse must have the same effect, right? So living a life of ingratitude will have adverse effects on us physically, mentally, and spiritually. And all of this has been corroborated by science and the Word of God. So now that we've set like the premise of what gratitude is, now we can kind of investigate what the power of gratitude is. So as we're talking, I want you to think about the things that you are thankful for. Thankful for my job. Thankful for my family. Thankful for my loved ones. And right underneath that, I want you to think about what has been your response to God because of what you're thankful for? And has that thankfulness, those things that you're thankful for, has that moved you into a more active response in other areas of your life? Like because you're thankful for food, does that make you think about people who don't have food? And then now that's actually creating an opportunity for you to move into a space of living in gratitude because now the need to reciprocate that is there not because it's an obligation as a Christian person, but it's because you understand the depth of that goodness that was done towards you. So the level of our feelings of entitlement and or deservedness directly impacts how far beyond Thanksgiving we go. Think about that. We were talking last night and, and it's kind of like, you know, th this whole season right now and everything that we've gone through um, with the pandemic and all this other stuff has really caused most of us to turn inward. Like we've become very protective of ourselves, protective of our chicks, protective of our, uh, of our safe, what, what brings us safety. And one of the tricks of the enemy is really to cause us to be more concerned about protecting ourselves and insulating ourselves from danger than really doing what God called us to do and being uh, concerned to the point of action for other people. And I, I really thought about that. And I'm like, if we are going to experience the benefits of gratitude, then that means we have to be participants in it. 
because gratitude reciprocates on its own. The Bible says in Proverbs 11, 24 and 25, one freely gives yet gains even more. Another withholds what is right only to become poor. A generous soul will prosper and he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. So this whole connotation of refreshing others, I was watching this video um, as I was you know, studying and they were doing this experiment. And um, you remember what, what it was called? The science behind yeah, yeah, yeah. being happy? Yeah, well, something like that, the science behind being happy. And it was, it, was a, it was a very touching video. So basically they were uh, talking about uh, gratitude and the scientific benefits of it helping people overcome uh, depression, anxiety, you know, that kind of stuff. So what they did was they had random people come in and they gave them a happiness test. So basically they, you know, had them uh, take a test to gauge where they were on whatever happy scale they were trying to, you know, assess just as a baseline to prove the benefits of gratitude. And then what they had each of these people do is they had them write a letter to someone who's impacted their life. Then the third step, which was probably the most uncomfortable and was uh, least expected was, now the scientists in the group had those people call those people and read the letter that they wrote to them, right? So here's the action part. So now in writing the letter, they themselves are brought back to a place of gratitude because they're reflecting on how that person has impacted their life, right? Now they're getting ready to give what they receive. So they had the people call each of these people. I think one of the, one of the people was in Britain and it was like four o'clock in the morning that the person would, would have to give them a call. But they called them on the spot. And when they called them and read this note to them at random, it's, it was funny, a lot of them were, like when they first picked up the phone, it was like, hello, is everything okay? Like, why are you calling me <laughs> randomly? So, and it just thinks about, you know, when, when we call certain people, um, do they think that something's wrong when we call? Because we probably don't call as much. Right. So it's like, oh, oh, what happened? You know, is everything okay? So for them to hear that not only everything was okay, but that this person says, you know what? You know, this is awkward and a little cringy. It's gonna be a little cringy right now, but I have to read something to you. So they end up reading this heartfelt, warm letter to this person and waiting for their response. And almost everybody's response was the same. There were tears. There was like, oh my, this means so much to me and all that. And now you can see what you're hearing on the phone is you're hearing the response, but you're also seeing the person's response from having done what the group asked them to do about giving gratitude. And it made me think about, you know, even in our natural lives, so many people that we have to be grateful for and how often we actually express it. Like how often do we actually relay it to people? Like do people really know how we feel about them? What would that do for you if you hear that your life actually means something more than you thought to someone else? What will that do for you? That's a blessing to the person that's saying it because it's a release for them. It's a gift from them to you. And then now you're getting a gift that's beyond anything tangible. You've actually impacted somebody's life in a way that you probably wasn't even trying. You were just being you. So at the end of the experiment, they kind of talked about the metrics or kind of like the um, the result, the, percent, the percentage, basically the percentage from from the beginning of the experiment when they uh, filled out the questionnaire, mm -hmm. they measured their percentage of happiness mm -hmm. versus at the end, there were 
for some people. So for some people, they wrote a letter to somebody that wasn't alive. So obviously you can't read the letter to them mm -hmm. or somebody didn't. I think one, one other person didn't pick up. So they had to leave a voicemail. So their measurement of happiness wasn't as high as, say, people who actually had to uh, talk to. So they got to talk to somebody and mm -hmm. get that sort of um, feedback. Yeah, that feedback or reverberation from you know, their response, mm -hmm. their happiness was somewhat exponential, yeah. um, the percentage. So it, it just showed how expressing gratitude outside of yourself, mm -hmm. like not like you're, you're expressing gratitude to someone else mm -hmm. for something that you had no control over. And after you express it, the happiness that you feel or the joy that you feel sort mm -hmm. of translates and it yeah. transcends just that interaction. It made me think about, have you ever like been going into a, a door, like a store or something, and somebody holds the door and that you may have been like way down the sidewalk or you're like mm -hmm. literally just getting out of your car and they will stand there and hold the door open and something like comes over you like, wow, thank you. Like mm -hmm. that was so nice. And you, you're overcome with not just being like, oh, thank you, that was really nice, but you're really overcome with the, the whole uh, experience, like, and you become grateful, like, wow, thank you, you prolonged your day mm -hmm. to hold the door for me. Mm -hmm. It then in turn puts you in a headspace where you're like, let me hold the door for someone else. And it may not be in that instance, but just staying in that frame of mind of yeah. gratitude will in turn cause you to now hold the door when you get on the elevator and somebody may be running and you go, oh, no, 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 don't run. Don't take your time because you're living in that space of gratitude in that mm -hmm. moment. You know, I mean, that was like a, a, a no, loose analogy, yeah. but, you mm -hmm. know, the point is that it, it really does translate and it causes you if you allow yourself to stay in that space of gratitude, it'll cause you to you can't help but do it for somebody yeah. else. Yeah. A challenge, it demands it. Like gratitude. And then you're also just happier. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. You just, you smile more. You're like, oh, wow, thank you. <laughs> and then that, be, that, that will make you more prone to have a conversation with the next person, opposed to being in a bad mood and somebody not holding the door for you. And now you're like having right. an attitude. See, that's why people are so <laughs> ungrateful. And that's what, and I think we've all experienced that. And um, hopefully it moved us to not to be, oh, thanks. Okay, thank you know. Thanks. And just going by our day. But we actually did allow it to cause us to do something, you know, because at the end of the day, there is a choice. Now, we just talked about someone holding the door for you and what that does for you just from holding the door. Right. And we think about what God has done for you. And what Jesus has done for you. We would hope that it would move you beyond holding a door because of the magnitude of what was done. This is where it's really important for us to really take the time to cultivate a relationship with the Lord so that we can see all the kindnesses and goodnesses that he has done and continues to do. Even as we prayed and we opened in a prayer, I mean, sometimes you, you know, um, slowing your mind down and actually trying to think about the things that God is doing that we don't notice. And we all know what it feels like to feel taken advantage of, disrespected, underappreciated. We all know what that feels like. But someone just takes for granted your, your efforts. You know, that we, we, that, that's what are probably one of the most painful things ever, especially because it brings up that whole idea of entitlement. 
it brings up that whole idea of I deserve more than I actually do. And that attitude is what keeps people from truly embracing the fullness of God's goodness. And it causes us to complain. It causes us to fear, to become anxious, to worry, and all this other stuff. But God is calling us to a worshipful recognition of his goodness, right? It's a worshipful posture of, I'm tr I want to be curious about the littlest things that God has done for me. And I want to germinate on that. I want to marinate on those things, right? And if you create a posture and a mindset of marinating on God's kindness and God's goodness and then God's goodness through other people and things that people do for you and have done for your children and have done to you that were beneficial, that's all an extension of God's goodness through that person for you because God is good, we're not. So any goodness that we experience from someone else through someone else is really God's goodness through them. God is good, right? right? So these are some benefits of gratitude. Some of them are scientifically proven. Some of them are spiritually proven. These are the things, and I was, I was making a list and some of these are gonna really like blow you away, all right? So those who adopt an attitude of gratitude, a posture of gratitude, a lifestyle of gratitude, not thanksgiving, but it's deeper than that, right? Gratitude. The benefits are, uh, one of the benefits, it helps us to enjoy each moment. It forces us to slow down. Now, many of us have probably said there was an occasion that you wish you were more present for. We've all missed moments, missed celebrations, missed beautiful things in our life because we were too concerned about what we didn't have. And it robbed us of moments of where we could have just been like, man, this right here, just the way it is, is nice. And I'm challenging us here and us that are listening that it's important for us to enjoy the moments that we have because they're fading away. Pictures that we've taken and, and memories that we've cherished. It's almost like the, these special moments can pass us by and it's almost like they were never there. These experiences that we've had in the past, like they were never there. So our ability to hold on to the moments and really cherish them is an important thing. Secondly, it makes us happier, literally. And we just used that example, that if you have an attitude of gratitude and you give that, you will feel happier. I saw another quote and it said, happy people are not necessarily grateful, but grateful people are always happy. Happy people, people who, are, who have riches, people who have all everything they want. They, they have everything that would equate to happiness but they're not always grateful. Like, but people who are grateful, no matter, grateful means it doesn't, circumstances don't matter because there's always something to fill my half full glass. I can always find something to be thankful for. Every single person can do that because goodness starts with God. So everybody can find something, but those grateful people are most times the happiest. The next thing is, and this was really good, and I think this is apropos for this season. Gratitude reduces stress, anxiety, and depression. Because gratitude forces you to stop looking at the negatives in your life. Because the negatives in your life are what programs your mind to expect negative. Now this was interesting because they've done various experiments to prove the correlation between gratitude and depression, right? and gratitude and anxiety. And, and, and what they were saying was there, there's, a, there's a something physiological and chemical that happens 
when you practice gratitude. That means you, you, you're constantly trying to find things to be grateful for. And you, you kind of do that over and over and over again. And you start, you start uh, developing a lifestyle of counting your blessings. What that does is that rewires your brain and causes your brain to go that way first before it sees the negative. So a lot of us are struggling with fear and anxiety, which is very real, especially in this climate. Could it possibly be that you're not meditating on God's goodness enough? Could it possibly be you're allowing your present circumstance to dictate your future expectation? Could it possibly be that you can't really see and recognize the good that is happening in your life to cause you to have something to hope for? God's reputation is what gives us hope. So if he's God in the past, he's God now, and he's the same God in the future. And if everything good comes from him, then my expectation of good is connected to God, not my circumstance. Because my circumstance is just a path to experience more of God's goodness. Gratitude improves self-esteem. How? Because it causes people to see you as a channel of kindness. And if people see you as a channel of kindness, people will most likely be kind to you too, to see you in that way. And a lot of times, maybe some of us struggle with how we're seen by people. But could it be that Adopting a little more gratitude in your life would allow that to translate in how people see you. I, I was watching a, um, and this was actually before um, we had really decided to move in this direction for the next series. I just randomly, I saw a video and the title didn't even really have anything to do with gratefulness, but it was, it, the title was about a uh, popular, well-known gospel singer. And he, he, um, had put a post out on Instagram about how <clears throat> he was feeling, I, I don't know if it was like the end of 2019 into two, 2020 or if it was 2020, but in any event, he, he was feeling like really, really heavy and just down, depressed, super anxious. Um, and he was saying how like he had gone to so many funerals that he was just left feeling super heavy mm -hmm. and just he'd been overcome with fear and, and the stress and anxiety of that season. And he, he, his, the thought started to consume his mind of what, well, who's next? Am I going to be next? And you know, what am I like, I can't take this. And like, he was just really overcome. So he went and saw his therapist. And the first thing the therapist said was, um, I, you need to adapt an attitude of being grateful because what's happening is your mind is focused on, and the, 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 when we are consumed with fear and anxiety, most of the time, the majority of the times, it's usually because we're thinking about how something is going to affect mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. How am I going to deal with what happens? And you're creating worst case scenarios in your mind and you're stressed out about what needs have not been met or yeah. possibly not being met. Like, it's, no, no, it's not even to say that it will not be met you're just overcome with the, the stress of the possibility of it. Mm -hmm. But the root of all of that is I. How am I going to deal with it? How is that going to affect me? Like, And so the therapist was basically like, listen, if you think about it from the, the standpoint of what you already have and being grateful for that, it will completely rearrange your thought process. Mm -hmm. And because of that, he said he 
begin to do that and do things for people. I mean, I'm, I'm totally abbreviating it mm-hmm. and paraphrasing yeah. it. But the, the end result was him doing things for other people that could not do anything but say thank you mm-hmm. and, and be grateful for what he did. But it put him in a place, yeah. a better place mentally, a better space, you know, and it, 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 that, that sense of gratitude for what he already had, not thinking about what he may lose or what he may experience that may, you know, put him over the deep end. He started thinking about what he already had and how God had already been good to him. And, you know, it, it, it sort of got him out of that funk. Yeah. When you think about that, it's kind of like, and we, we've mentioned it even with the prayer series and everything. God is really telling us to stop looking at ourselves so much because it's God's job to take care of us. He wants to use us to take care of other people. So if you're trying to take care of yourself, then you're kind of getting in God's space. Because what you need comes from what you give. The Bible's saying in Proverbs 11.25, a generous soul will prosper and he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. So the reason why we're not experiencing this refreshing in our lives, it could be the fact that our focus is our lives. And I just, I just, it just came to me, like we, we physically are created to give back, yeah. to give out. That's deep, yeah. Because... We, when we breathe, we breathe in oxygen, but we breathe out carbon dioxide, which is what the trees need, mm-hmm. right? In order for them to survive mm-hmm. and live, right? And they in turn breathe out the oxygen or emit the oxygen that we need. But if we were to hold our breath and go, but I, why, why would I breathe out and, and not have any assurance that I'm gonna be able to breathe back in? Let me hold my breath and and conserve the oxygen that I've already breathed in so that I can have some for later. No, that's going to end up poisoning your system. The point is you're made to breathe out so that you can in turn receive what someone else, someone else, well, in this case, trees, not someone, but the trees breathe out. So you receive from them. Right. We're created and God created nature and us in that reciprocal fashion mm-hmm. or symbiotic fashion, right? Where we give out and then we in turn receive. So no, God doesn't need us to provide for other people, but that's just the flow, the nature that he has created us mm-hmm. to do. So that if we are worshiping him through our life and we are grateful and consumed with gratitude for the fact that we have been able to breathe in oxygen, mm-hmm. that we now breathe out so that somebody else can receive now we've created this flow and everybody receives, mm-hmm. right? But if we, again, are not, our mindset is not grateful for the breath that we have right. and we try to hold on to it, to hold on for ourselves, mm-hmm. then somebody else is now not being able to receive the goodness that God created us to naturally give out. Amen. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful, man. That's that's tremendous. And I think it's something that we can all see, that it, it, it's natural. So if it is natural, then free will is also natural. So we can choose to not be what comes natural. See, when you, when you come to a revelation of just how awesomely good and faithful God is to us, and not even to us, let's just talk about you. A true revelation is going to cause you to naturally desire to reciprocate. 
and not reciprocate that out of compulsion either. It's just going to feel like this is the right thing to do. This, what else can I do? Because God is so good. Like that has nothing to do with, I'm a Christian. So Christians serve people. Christians feed the homeless. Christians go to the prisons. Christians do outreach. Christians, no, this is this is beyond just being a Christian. This is being being God's child. <laughs> this is being this is being God's child with an understanding of God's goodness. And as a result of that, He flows through us, and His goodness is flowing through us to everybody else. So um, it helps us to be more resilient, like we said, resilient in your own life, but also like we like like we mentioned. Um, through past hurts, right? So, and past trauma and things like that. Some of us have gone through some crazy stuff in our lives. And a lot of us are bitter to this day because of that stuff. Some of us are still hurting because of that stuff. So what, 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 what gratitude does is gratitude helps us to be able to focus on the fact that this didn't kill me. Focus on the fact that, yeah, that was horrible, but I'm still here. Focus on the fact that Yes, that happened to me. Now I can tell somebody that it happened so I can warn someone who looks like they're going down that way, right? So and that, it's, it's your ability to take the bad stuff that happened and see God in it so God can use that as a tool to bless someone else. Gratitude makes our trauma and all the other stuff, it brings a commonality to it so that you're not on an island by yourself, the only person that has suffered with this or gone through this. And this is not to minimize anybody's trauma not to minimize anybody's pain, but there's a divine perspective that if you are still here, you survived it. And you survived it by God's grace when it killed somebody else. So having an attitude of gratitude puts the accountability on us for what we've experienced in our lives so that we can see it not in the frame of reference from other people, but from a frame of reference of God's grace towards us in that situation. So there's a few more. It helps us to sleep better because it rewires our brain. Now, this one was kind of tied in with the anxiety aspect of it. When, when you're not able to sleep, that really basically means that your mind is not able to shut down because your mind perceives a threat. So if you are worried about a situation, you're worried about a problem, your mind wants it to be fixed because you see it as a problem. And what happens is your mind starts robbing you of your sleep because of how you're seeing things in your life. Mm. So this is where a lot of us struggle with anxiety and fear and restlessness and all that because we have a problem and multiple problems that we feel like we have to solve when most times we can't solve it. So the worry and the stress robs us of our sleep. But getting to a posture of gratitude causes us to now think about the times where God brought us out. Think about the times where things turned around. And even if it's one time out of 10 times, there's still one time. Think about how God brought someone else out. Or even if he doesn't, like, based off our perception, bring us out, per se. Mm -hmm. He's, I think of the, the, the psalm where David says, if I make my bed in hell, mm -hmm. you are with me. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter where you are. At any given point, he's still with you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it may be uncomfortable, but he's with you. So I'm grateful for just that. Yeah. I think one of the differences between thankfulness and gratefulness, because it's used interchangeably so much, thankful, when I think of the, the word thankful, I think of something that has happened that you're thankful for. Mm -hmm. But gratefulness is more so even things that have not happened, 
you're grateful either because it didn't happen or you're grateful because although it happened, I made it out or mm -hmm. I was, I ended up being okay. Or like you keep saying, it just goes beyond mm -hmm. and deeper than the surface yeah. part of what you're thankful for. I mean, it is good to be thankful, but gratefulness goes beyond that. And then there's another component with gratefulness, the fact that oftentimes we don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. Most times we don't deserve it. So you're grateful that despite yeah. other outcomes that could have happened or should have happened, I'm grateful because it didn't happen mm -hmm. or it did happen and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I survived it. So yeah, that brings me to uh, when, when I was telling you, like, you know, I really feel like God is like, he, he wants to talk to us about gratitude. Remember I told you, and there was a, there was a line and I was, I was in the shower and it was a line that I believe the Holy Spirit uh, gave me. Like it was a phrase and, and it was basically, you'll be grateful for how things are if you truly understand or understood how things should have gone. So you'll be grateful for how things are right now in your life if you truly understood how things should have gone. And you're thinking about like the variables and all the other stuff in our lives. And we look at our life and where we are and what we have and what we don't have. And it's kind of like the temptation to think that we knew everything that went into us experiencing that then and there, right? right? But there were so many other things that should have happened. And there's so many other things that could have happened and that was gonna happen if not for the grace of God. So, I mean, that's kind of what spawned this whole thing about God is really trying to help us with our perspective in this particular devotional focus on the powerful benefits of adopting an attitude of gratitude. So there's a few more, a few more here. I mean, I don't want to kind of rush through it and I think we can pick the rest of them up next time and then go more into the perspective of gratitude, uh, being able to see ourselves as content and lacking nothing. You seeing yourself as content has nothing to do with how much you have or don't have. Because a person that has a heart of gratitude understands, number one, their undeservedness. And they understand that anything they do, they do have has not been because of their own merit. Even if you did earn it, you didn't give yourself the strength to survive the process to get there. Like we are not our own beginning. God is the beginning and empowering us to our end. Mm -hmm. So understanding that and really putting God in his place is what's going to really help transform our minds and hearts so that in all things we can give thanks. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Rejoice always. Not only when things are doing well. Rejoice that requires you to think about things that are worthy of rejoicing. Rejoice. Do it over and over and over and over again. Think about God's goodness over and over again. Last night we were talking about like the sun. Now when we're in elementary school, the definition of the sun is the sun is in the sky and it keeps us warm. Okay? That's, the de that's our definition of the sun when we're introduced to the sun. So we're thankful that the sun keeps us warm. We rejoice that the sun keeps us wrong. Yay, warm. Yay for the sun. But as you mature and you understand that the sun is central to keeping our universe in place and that the gravitational pull of the sun is what keeps the earth in orbit. 
So not only is it warming us, but it's also keeping us from flying off into outer space in some other place. It's also perfectly aligned so that the earth doesn't get not one degree hotter or colder so that it sustains life. All this is happening because of the sun. The sun is helping us with our own body. The sun is what the plants get. So the, the point of this whole thing is in our relationship with God and in our relationship with understanding the goodness of God, God is a God in the sky in heaven that loves everyone. Now, the challenge is for you to do the same thing we just did with the sun to God. And you do that in your life. And now you're going to start to adopt reasons to be able to give God praise through every situation. How does that come? Pray without ceasing. Be in constant communication with God. The more you talk to God, the more awesome God will be to you because you're talking to him all the time. And then looking at his track record, look, looking at the who, reputation, like, yeah. like, like reading up on him, like, oh, shoot, I didn't even realize, God, you did that. Yeah. Like you, you allow the sun to stop and hold still for an entire day. Like yeah. you did that. Like you allowed. Messy. There's so many yeah. things that he's done that, you know, looking at his track record. Yeah. And being acquainted with who he is will allow you to be grateful because, number one, you realize how good he is. But you also realize, I don't want to use the word terrible, even though it, it, yes, it is. Yes, but like in, in some unreal. instances, terrible in the sense that he's like a fearful God. Like yeah. the, a reverence will come over you because you'll realize, wow, God, I'm not messing with you. <laughs> right. Because you love us, but. right. right. This little, this is this is crazy. You, you, all power is still in your hands. Yeah. <laughs> It'll humble you real quick. So this is how you move into give thanks in all circumstances. Wow. So now I'm empowered to give thanks in all circumstances. So I'll be able to rejoice no matter what's going on in my life. That's the posture of gratitude. And this is the will of God for us through Christ. Amen. 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 Lord, we thank you. And we praise you. Lord, we realize that putting thankfulness and praise together would mm. point us towards gratitude because we are thankful for what you've done and mm. we praise you for just Thank who you, you are. And so we can't help but be grateful because you're God and we are who we are. So we thank you. Thank you, Lord. And we praise you. Lord, I thank you for this session and what you have spoken to us, God. And I pray, God, that we would truly adapt an attitude and a lifestyle of gratitude yes, that you will open up our eyes and remove the scales of entitlement mm. and of pride that we would allow ourselves to become so consumed with gratitude for who you are and yes, your goodness Lord. towards us, God, yes, that we will in turn return it and be a channel of goodness for other people, mm. your goodness for other people, God. Yes. Lord, I pray, God, that you would just continue to open our eyes to who you are and bless us, mm. bless the things that we we set our hands to do, God. I pray, God, that you would allow us the mercy and the grace for when we fall short yes. and to deal with the things that are not changing in our lives, that for whatever reason you have allowed to stay the way they are, God, mm. that we will have the grace to go through it yes, and be grateful. Yes, Be grateful because you are with us and you are taking us through it, God. Mm. Lord, I, I pray, God, that you would give us the favor to obtain the things we cannot on our own and be grateful for that. Yes, Lord. I pray, God, that you would just allow us to continue to be grateful, God, and in all things give thanks because this is the will that you have for our life mm. concerning us. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before you go, we'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, we shall be saved. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I recognize and acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of your grace. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn away from my sins and ask you to forgive me and save me. I make you Lord of my life. If you made this life-changing decision, welcome to the family. We want to know about it. Connect with us online at www.thelifehouseministries.org or by downloading the Lifehouse app. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.